Hello everyone. This is Shunali Shroff and this is Kiran Mandral and, and we, we are, are not, not your, your aunties. Hello everybody. Welcome back to this episode of Not Your Auntie. This is Shunali Kullar Shroff and this is Kiran Mandral and we are going to be talking about sanity in the times of social media. Do you feel sometimes that you're really losing your mind scrolling endlessly seeing memes reels and what have you on social media Shunali all the time and i almost feel that i have lost any right to reprimand my children from spending <laughs> too much time on social media because this is a rabbit hole the especially you know the instagram reels uh, once you're on one 45 50 60 minutes go past before you realize that you've just spent this time whiling away looking at other people's lives uh, vicariously and you could have done so much more with your time there yeah but uh, the rabbit hole you mentioned is very true for my for me in my case i think it's a cat hole or a dog hole because honestly when i go to my search to my reels it just keeps showing me cat and doggy reels and then it's so difficult to come out of them you say 45 minutes i say i'll do a 5 minute break coffee break between work and then one hour has gone and i'm just going ooh so cute so cute so cute and one hour of so cute is not good for my but work. one hour of cute is still better than what i'm being subjected to and i'm a dog person but for some reason the past several months my timeline is showing me feeds about uh psychology uh psychobabble most of which are making me feel more and more inadequate about being a woman wife mother daughter somehow i'm really messed up according to those uh posts and i can blame it all on my mother <laughs> no, can't we all <laughs> can't we all and similarly everything that's going not working for my kids uh is entirely placed at my door the the bl- burden and blame of that and i'm beginning to realize that this is actually the more challenging part because this is more insidious psychological speak on twitter mm. or in, on instagram is far more insidious while you know there are certain things which are really good it does make you think about how to you know mm. just be a better person or a more balanced person but there's so much blame going on over there that to add to the self blame that has mothers we already live with now i have certified self blame going on <laughs> certified self blame and that is because you're following all that i tell you change For, your no, feet to only doggies and you will be blessed this comes up uninvited you know this is the algorithm i think somebody's figured out over there that i'm a freak <laughs> they know you want to blame yourself and they're feeding you more blame and then 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 there's also that right the universe is a mirror of your inner self <laughs> so if you apply this to that then i'm a real basket case and my instagram feed is my mirror reflecting this back to me because there's also that whole uh, what is that called manifestation Shana. feed i don't think instagram is doing any manifestation i keep getting videos of people working out and looking very buff and fit nothing has manifested yet for me in my life <laughs> i am still looking at them and saying okay maybe that's what i should do and that's what i've th- been thinking for the past 3 years since i got active on instagram after post covid but no gym has happened as yet so trust me the universe is manifesting nothing for me through instagram you're looking quite good so now don't be modest now tell me uh do you get excited or does it interest you to look at people working out and videos of them doing yoga because i really i want to meet that one person who says i enjoy it i look at it and i feel very guilty and i think like next week 
I am starting a fitness routine next week. Look at them, so fit, so flexible, so whatever. Look at the muscles, and then you know you go into this endless spiral about how terrible you are and how you are not taking care of your body. It doesn't make you feel good. It and doesn't. And how make, do you address it? By not you looking. You just let it. the feeling pass. Yeah, I let the feeling pass. I sit lie down. down. <laughs> yeah, I lie down, drink cold water, and let the feeling pass. That's about it. <laughs> But isn't it funny? And you know, this is the thing that uh, we are both on social media. and uh i used to be quite active on twitter and that's where you and i reconnected 10 years ago oh. because twitter recently announced our my anniversary oh lovely uh and so from being colleagues in in the in the, in the 90s mid 90s late 90s um it's all a blur uh to those years should be a blur should be a blur <laughs> to now reconnecting uh, a decade ago or 11 years ago i think on um twitter and i did form a lot of meaningful friendships i rekindled a lot of old you know conversations with people who i'd met in person and never stayed in touch with and to that end i think it was really fabulous but then a stage came where you realized that there's a price of an opinion uh, not just in terms of the sexism and misogyny on twitter but even consequences for saying things because freedom of speech really is now a fluid concept uh and so i sort of backed off from it because i thought i'd rather zip my mouth you know than be calling somebody and send say send dabba to prison <laughs> so, so. as long as it is vegan and healthy yeah yeah but i get completely get what you're saying i think we've all sort of tapered down on twitter because it used to be a happy place yeah it's not a happy place anymore and i think we've all accepted that uh, instagram is now a happier place than twitter yeah uh, twitter is also the place where you can get mansplained and if you you're a woman with an opinion on the on twitter oh. that's the short skirt of yeah, twitter that's right right so have you had any such experiences shunali i've had plenty as have you i know but the recent ones that come to my stand out for me are two of them one was where some seer from gujarat had gone on to say that uh, women who cook food for their husbands while they're on their period become dogs or bullocks in the next life mm. and so i posted a picture of my dogs looking repentant <laughs> uh two two of my dogs my my uh shizu husky and my shizu and i wrote uh, you know i i put a tweet out there saying here's a picture of two fallen women who became she dogs because they cooked for their husbands while on their period in their last life you can tell they are sorry from their body language they really do look repentant <laughs> and oh my god the trolling i got after that though i have to say that it traveled well it did well a lot of people found it funny but there was this uh, political party spokesperson who Which wrote to me named which we shall not name and uh, he was a middle-aged man and he wrote in response to my tweet against the picture of my dogs which one you identify your good self with madam what charm meaning which of the two b i t c h e s are you because i written she dogs and of course people took him down and i enjoyed that circus because definitely when something like that happens there are more people uh, in, in supporting you uh, the the woke brigade than you know narrow minded men like him and then it made it to the news and everybody basically called him out on it not that he apologized or deleted though some people had requested and said sir take your tweet down you're a party spokesperson but another time there was an article about a food historian in 
uh, a travel in the Condé Nast Traveler magazine saying that peta, which is this sugary sweet mithai from Agra, Agra. Uh, was n- not necessarily introduced. There, it is widely believed that it introduced by the Mughals, uh, but a food historian also says it may not have been so. Okay, it may have come from the kitchen of some. Hindu right. king ruler or whatever, but they did talk about the fact that it is widely believed. So I retweeted that with a thing saying, "Will Mughal history deniers now stop eating peta?" And I got the most vicious trolling. I was subject to hate speech. I was subject to threats, and I got tired of uh, blocking people, changing my settings. Then the same people migrated to Instagram and found me on Instagram. Oh lord! And as recent as last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this incident had taken place four years ago or five years ago, pre-COVID. As recent as last year, somebody told me, and I tried to block them on Instagram uh, for this. And that's when I realized that I'm no longer open to uh, uh, subjecting myself to this kind of hostility and sexism and misogyny. And I say misogyny because I can guarantee you that if a man had said such a thing, the quality of uh, vicious tweets would have nature would have been different, and they would have definitely been fewer. uh what has been your experience uh, when it comes to sexism on social media <laughs> so shanali we all know that women get more trolled than men do on social media there's been research on it and all that but i've had some hilarious ones i think the most hilarious one i had was when i put out a tweet saying we don't need to put motherhood on a pedestal it's just a biological function a gentleman to great offense at this and he wrote back to me Have you ever been with a woman while she is giving birth? I have, and she will always be on a pedestal for me. <laughs> That's damn funny. What did you reply? So I just quote tweeted him saying, "Um, I have been the woman giving birth." <laughs> and the poor man, I don't th- think he knew or he realized what would hit him. He finally had to delete his account. Oh, okay. Oh, he deleted his account. He deleted. He his... must have been so massively trolled. He, I mean, that that tweet like really got traction. I don't know how much it went, but I still fish it out over and over again, like I am It's now. It's delightful. Every time I want to showcase the misogyny on the internet, I bring this out. I have screenshots of it, but I realize it's not. Uh, you know the search to explain something is not always very specific to women hmm. because i saw one very earnest gentleman trying to explain spin to shane warne are you serious so at that point i said okay it's not just me it's men who get it too that's and right. warne was very gracious about it that's at lovely. that point <laughs> that's lovely but tell me i think it's not the same on instagram i find uh, i can get away with saying things on instagram without expecting Uh, to be trolled, hmm. uh, I also think because it's because we are leading such stressful lives. That's part of the addiction and the dopamine kick we are getting from watching reels uh, and living vicariously through other people's lives. It's because I think uh, Twitter, at least I can say for speak for myself, there's just so much uh, dark news around that Twitter increases my anxiety levels mm-hmm. and uh, invariably Instagram calms me down. Between yeah. the two. Yeah, so I go to Twitter to get angry and to get riled up about things. Yeah, what's happening with this? What's happening with that? What is he saying? What right. are these speeches? Then I go to Instagram and see all my doggy videos and cat videos and everything is forgotten and forgiven. I'm in a happy place. Right. But I and when do you go to Facebook? Never. I go to Facebook to offer condolences. <laughs> 
<laughs> I go to Facebook to see whose birthday is it, and then unfriend them if I'm not <laughs> chatting with them anymore. I actually took my birthday out of Facebook because I realize even people who don't care a rat's arse about me wish me birthday, and then I have to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So I've just taken it down. Mm-hmm. In any case, now I've reached an age where I don't want people to know that I'm growing older at all. Uh-huh. But that's a topic for another day. So coming back to social media. this one question that i'm sure confronts you as it does me very often from time to time is that it's one of those things that over the years i've discovered you know we all joined it innocently without an ulterior motive and then your followers grew and then they reached the stage of stagnation because you know i'm not jumping in front of the camera and you know saying hey guys i'm in acapulco today and hey guys i'm in goa today drinking fenny and you know i bought this shirt from zara and i realized that there is a certain iq that you cater to on instagram and for better or for worse i don't cut it so uh that's where my following is at but i've often thought toyed with the idea of de- wanting to delete the app mm-hmm. uh, because it it does suck up my time a lot and then uh, i was speaking to somebody uh one of the organizers at um a certain lit fest and then somebody from the publishing industry and they were saying that uh we do invite even average authors with a large and genuine instagram following uh because that's that much publicity for the lit fest and for publishers that many books sold and at such a time i wonder then if it would be a wise thing to do to you know deactivate my account even if it's briefly because unfortunately you're either participating in this game where you keep posting for the algorithm or you just withdraw from it completely so what is your what, what are your feelings about this this confusion that at least i face and deal with so for me instagram is a code i haven't been able to crack as you say i can't dance around i can't do reels i put up very earnest posts and quotes and poetry and i don't what think what about running uh, and showing yes. that what does that mean uh the other day uh, i saw a whole lot of people doing these memes when one person ran and some other person chased them and it was either my deadlines chasing me or my children asking for things and while it was funny to begin with after a point of time it became embarrassing to see people doing that i mean uh, why would you do that why would you subject yourself to no, being so because it gets like that's what i'm saying mm. you don't know the nature of the followers today Mm. This is what people want, and this is not what we are giving them. You know, yeah. surely. So I shall be doomed to being an Instagram nobody forever because yeah. I'm not going to run and have somebody chase me. I've had enough of that in my youth. Yeah, but what do you think? <laughs> Who's chased you in your youth? How many men? Tell us. You do not want to know. I do not want to remember. They are all very traumatic episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so coming back to Instagram, here's the thing: uh, what professions would you take seriously? uh because you're on instagram and what pr- professions would you actually overlook for example i see that doctors mm-hmm. who are on instagram and who are posting reels after reels as doctors talking about medicine i wouldn't go to such a doctor because i feel and i could be wrong here i feel if you need to turn to instagram for your popularity and success as a doctor then you're clearly you haven't got something right uh that's my opinion on it because you know there are doctors who are doing this on instagram Uh, what is your take on professions? What are the professions that you wouldn't take seriously if they were on social media and spending so much time there? If they're using social media to promote themselves, uh, if they're giving good advice, I don't know. I might be tempted to listen to their advice, but would I go to them? Yeah. I don't know. Would you go to such a doctor for colonoscopy? I don't know. For example, I don't know because then they are more sho- they are more on social media than actually practicing. Practicing. I maybe that's my bias. 
but uh, i'm sure they get very popular and i'm sure they get have people going to them because they saw them on social media and because they saw 100% their- everything works like that these days right mm. social media fame parlays into fame in real life but for certain other professions i think it depends on the profession Doctors. i mean our listeners might then uh, get up and question us for being on social media yeah. to which i think i would say that as writers uh, we engage with people uh, directly with thoughts and ideas uh, and so uh, to an extent being on social media uh, to hear people talk and to exchange ideas with them does become important for us as columnists writers etc you and agree You yes uh, speaking for myself i'm a very uh, introverted cave person so that's the only time i can have actual conversations that's with right. people so yeah. i think that's why i am on social media but but is it good for my sanity i don't know no it's certainly not good for my sanity but you know i i enjoy the madness that it inflicts uh, on me so i think somewhere that leads me to into being a younger person at heart because now i'm open to other people's opinions otherwise i'm a misanthrope <laughs> So on that note I think we should call it a day. Yes, and that's me Kiran Manral and that's me Shunali and we are definitely not your aunties. And with that this is a wrap on this episode of Not Your Auntie. This is Kiran Manral and this is Shunali Kulershroff. Write into us, uh, tell us what you liked and what you didn't like. I'm at Kiran Manral on all social media. I'm Shunali Kulershroff on Instagram and Shunali Shroff on Twitter. See you next week. Ciao.